the following program contains important but graphic material. These topics are designed to foster discussion, but may be objectionable to some. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. This program is a training program on human trafficking, sextortion, social media exploitation, and child pornography based on actual cases. Our mission is to eradicate human exploitation and bring predators to justice. Now, here is the host of the program, Opal Singleton. Well, hello and welcome to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. We are going to continue on today talking about pimping and how it takes place. And uh, this is a continuation of last week's show where we got deep into it and we're going to get even deeper into it today. But before I do, a couple of things. One is you can call in if you're in the United States. Now, this show goes all over the world, so I know that many of you watch it in time delay or in the archive section, which you can do. You don't watch it. You listen to it. (laughs) Anyway, you you can do that by going to exploitedcrimes.com, exploitedcrimes.com, and go to listen and scroll all the way to the bottom, and the newest ones are at the bottom there, and you'll, they'll tell you the different uh, categories and like that. And there's over 100 hours of free shows on there. You can download any one of them. You can forward them. You can save them. You can put them on your iPad. You can listen to them while you're sitting in L.A. traffic. If you're from L.A., you sit in a lot of traffic. Anyway, uh, all of these are archived, and they're a great way to educate yourself. Everybody says, you know, I want to help, but I have to get educated. This is absolutely free. There is nothing to stop you from getting over 100 hours of free education if you decide to do that. Now, before I get into the pimping thing, I want to tell you one more thing that I'm very, very excited about. We have started a GoFundMe program. Never done it before. It's just getting off the ground. And the way you can participate in that is go to GoFundMe and then under search, type in Million Kids, and you will see us down there. And it's all about combating sextortion. What does that have to do with pimping? Well, it is something that I am coming to understand. Sextortion, I believe, is creating a super highway to sex trafficking victims. And so I'm kind of backing it up and starting at the root. Recently, the Department of Justice came out with a report along with um, University of Wisconsin-Eau Claire, and they stated that there are about 5% of America's students or young people are being sextorted. That means they've sent a a photo to someone they either care about or someone they perceive to be someone they care about. Uh, In the case of talking to strangers on the Internet, they send that photo, they get blackmailed. This gets absolutely gruesome what happens to these kids' lives. 58% of them end up meeting their perpetrator, and nobody's telling me how many of that 58% actually get violated. But the reason I believe this is so important is 70% of young people who are in sex trafficking – were previously sexually molested, and I believe we're creating a super highway of sex trafficking victims by starting with sextortion victims. And what I know is that I have been training in schools now for six years, and it's a hard-hitting presentation when I give it, but it's engaging. I get the evaluations, and I'm always amazed anyone my age can even talk to kids, but they listen if you tell it like it is, and I want to be able to 
magnify my megaphone. I do that. I've trained over a quarter of a million people now, but I want to put that in a can, put it so it's available to every school in America, every high school, every middle school, and downloadable by every parent that wants to share it with their child. And I want to give that to them free. So I need to raise $80,000 to make the documentary and about another 30000 to fund the marketing and distribution of it. We have a commitment for 40000 on the documentary, and I'm trying to, uh, I'm appealing to some other foundations and corporations out there to get the other 40000 Then I'm going to need uh, the funds from GoFundMe to get it in every high school and every middle school. I'm also going to need a hell of a lot of volunteers, quite frankly, if I, pardon my language, but we really are going to need that once we get it done. I am absolutely committed to doing this in 2019, but I don't have any money. As most of you know, I get paid through the Riverside County Sheriff Department for 20 hours a week, and I put all that money back into Million Kids. Everyone who works for Million Kids is has another job, another income, so that we can do this work. So... I need to appeal to you, and this is tough because it's Christmas time right now in 2018, if you're listening to this in archive, and everybody in the world's beating you up for money. I know how hard it is, but anything you can do to do this, I cannot believe there is anything more important than to literally get this message out. I know when kids hear this message, they go, whoa, I never knew that. And if we can keep millions of kids all over the world from sending a naked photo or hooking up with a stranger in the in on the internet, we can save lives, and we can do it for very little money, $80,000 in the scheme of things. I mean, you know, you hear Clinton Foundation or Bush Foundation, they raise $600 million or something. <laughs> you know, this is our kids' lives at stake. It ought to be worth 80000 So if you can help me, I'd appreciate it. We're halfway there. We have matching funds. So go fund me. Look for Million Kids, go on and help us if you can, or just simply go to Million Kids and donate. That way I'm not paying any uh, finder's fees on it. Uh, Anything you can do to help us is good. That's enough of that. We're going to get into pimping. So last week I talked about the difference between boyfriend pimping and gorilla pimping. And boyfriend pimping, just in summary, is basically comes on, looks like a sweetheart, And not all pimps look alike. I was thinking about trying to share this with you as we go through this show. You know, pimps will look like, I I was thinking, you know, when when you talk about a dog to people, everyone gets a different idea in their head what a dog looks like based on the kind of dogs they've met or have, or cater to, or are owned by, but anyway, uh, and that's a little bit of pimping, but there are some trends that I want you to see. You see, the first problem with pimping is that our society glorifies it. It completely takes the reality out of what is happening and makes it sound like Hollywood and a really cool deal. And, you know, I was thinking about, before I get deep into the dynamics of this, I was thinking about the way pimping is able to be successful is really coming down to the root uh, root kind of psychological activity taking place in a sex act. You know, especially for a girl, most girls who engage in a sex act have to be submissive at some point, and the role of the guy is to lure her in. 
you know, make it seem like he's going to be trust somebody you can trust, that you can literally, uh, you know, allow yourself to be vulnerable to. That's how sex works. One person's dominant, one person's uh, receiving, one person's giving, and then it goes, and it should go back and forth in a healthy relationship. However, in pimping, it's never that way. He holds all the cards. It's kind of like being a puppet. He holds all the strings, and the puppet performs in the hopes of getting approval. Now, I'm kind of taking this off in a strange place, but what I want you to see is how easy it is for these guys to be pimps, and there's nothing glorious about it. Because most of the time, it starts by somebody who becomes vulnerable and submissive in the hope of being approved of, cared for, and having a reciprocal relationship. But pimping is absolutely the violation of that vulnerability. And so it is going to be in a way that uh, uh, it is going to be in a way that somebody gets violated. And it may not start out that way. It may in the boyfriend pimping, it starts out looking like uh, uh, it, it starts out looking like love or the hope of love. But it is not that way. And so what is happening here is it can become very abusive. And we covered a lot of that in Boyfriend Pimping. I want to just pick up a little bit with Gorilla Pimping because we had a case on our Facebook page today at Million Kids. If you just go to Facebook and Million Kids, then we have a case like that that really explains it. The headline is True Predator Sentenced to 60 Years in Prison. By the way, that's still not enough for this Creep. Anyway, I almost said something worse, but I'm on the air. So here we go. He's 39. He got 60 years. His name's Willie Allerson. He tailored his tactics to the vulnerabilities of each woman to manipulate and control them, according to the district attorney. Then it started to include beatings and controlling their access to drugs. He recruited them. He set the rules. He took the photographs. He posted them on Backpage and other sites. He negotiated dates. And one common theme of all of them was that he always got the money, all the money. He was a true predator. He preyed on their vulnerabilities, used different means of control. He used threats of physical force. He caused injury. Now, this was being um, stated by their local district attorney. This is Appleton, Wisconsin. He wasn't a fuel by addiction or mental illness. Instead, he demonstrated that he was cruel, calculating, and evil. You see, that is not how it's portrayed in our media. It's portrayed as being really, really cool. But the reality is it's evil. Two of the victims were among those that were in the courtroom. One victim said that every morning when she wakes up, she has to remind herself that he isn't there. She has scars all over her body. She wasn't able to get her children back into her own custody because he drugs them. I was lost. I felt I had no purpose. My grave was dug deeper and deeper every day that I spent with him. The things and people I was forced to do to survive was unspeakable. And as he's talking here, the the pimp is saying he wasn't really guilty of what he had been con- convicted by. In fact, he had been portrayed by people he considered friends for selfish reasons because they refused to take responsibility for their crimes and their actions. You know, isn't that amazing? That is really how it went. 
The 27th said he, at one point he pushed her down a staircase, stomped on her back several times. She was treated on hospital for a broken tailbone. He beat the woman who overdosed. A jail booking photo showed she had a black eye, a, a bump on her forehead. She was black and blue around her mouth and chin. So what I want you to see is gorilla pimps are start out looking a little bit like a boyfriend, and then they very quickly become violent. Now, one of the things I want you to recognize is many girls do not start out with a gorilla pimp. They start out with a boyfriend pimp, and then they get drugged, and they get highly abused and just absolutely desecrated in the worst ways, and then they are sold, traded, and bought between pimps. And so that is how a sweet young thing can start out with a boyfriend and end up with a gorilla pimp. So we're starting to come up against this hard break, so I'm going to have to pick up speed on this, but I'm going to ask you to stay with us. We'll be right back, and after the break, we're going to start to go into some other kinds of pimping, male pimping, LBGT, family pimping, and some foreign national pimping. So be with us, and we'll be right back. Thanks. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. This is Opal Singleton, host of Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. Did you know that every day in America, more than 9,000 kids are sextorted? That means blackmail with an illicit or naked photo. This does not have to happen. Million Kids has been educating in schools for over eight years now. And it is my dream to make a documentary that we can give to free to every school in America across the nation to educate our kids about how the Internet works and where a naked photo goes when you hit send. But we need matching funding on this. So if you have it in your heart today to support us in this documentary, please go to GoFundMe Million Kids. That is GoFundMe Million Kids and donate today. We can make this world a safer place for your kids and our kids. GoFundMe Million Kids. Thank you for your support. You count. Tune into Interrevolutionary Radio and join the spontaneous wave of people all over the planet who, like you, are changing our world from the inside out. Follow the movement. Meet guests who are shaking things up. Call in and gain insights and courage to empower your own voice. Large or small, your part counts. So join us. Co-hosted by Helen Hillix, Todd Benton, and Chris Reeves. Interrevolutionary Radio airs live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time. 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers is the most important book a parent will read this year. Human trafficking is one of the fastest growing crimes in America. Three out of four victims are U.S. citizens. Most are our young people who have been lured into prostitution by a boyfriend or girlfriend or hook up with a newfound love on the Internet. Sometimes they are victims of blackmail as a result of sending a revealing photo. Sometimes it's catastrophic. Opal Singleton, president of Million Kids, has written a powerful book for parents, educators, civic leaders, and first responders about how predators use social media, apps, chat rooms, video games, and the dark web to access, groom, recruit, and exploit young people. It is truly a must-read for every parent, grandparent, and teacher in America. 
Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers will help you understand how technology makes an innocent teen vulnerable to predators and how to talk to teens to keep them safe. Priced at $15.99 plus $4 shipping, Seduced can be ordered at millionkids.org. Share this with everyone you know. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. If you have a question or comment, please send an email to opal at millionkids.org. That's O-P-A-L at millionkids.org. Now, back to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. Here again is Opal Singleton. Well, hello and welcome back to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. This show is brought to you by Million Kids, M-I-L-L-I-O-N. And uh, you can follow us on Facebook. It is a tremendous education. Just go to Facebook, find Million Kids and hit like. I am not a fan of Facebook, but I am a fan of that Facebook page because we post new cases every three to four hours. And it is a tremendous way for you to keep current on what is happening out there. So, uh, also, you can go to www.millionkids.org, and all these shows are archived at at, uh, exploitedcrimes.com. So, uh, if you just go to Million Kids on Facebook, they'll give you links to all that. So, we're talking about guerrilla pimping here, and that basically uh, is a guy who's just brutal. And uh, really, really tough. I, interesting idea. I was looking at articles. I do always a, a lot of uh, show prep for these. Actually, I've got thousands, tens of thousands of hours of research on these subjects. And by the way, I do come out across the nation and speak. I do uh, charge a small fee and, uh, um, you know, travel expenses. But I will come out to your fire department, your police station, your whatever, and, uh, and uh, make a presentation if you want. This is an old article, that, uh, but I thought it was pertinent. It was by a guy named Joe Carter, March 12th, 2014. I believe this link will be on our uh, page to promote this show. Nine things you should know about pimps and sex traffickers. One of the things it said was nearly one-third of the pimps interviewed said they entered the underground commercial sex economy because they grew up around it. Exposure to sex work as children made them trade made the trade seem like a normal, achievable means to earn a living. Studies have suggested that individuals that grew up in neighborhoods where prostitution was prevalent or have family members engaged in sex work sometimes entered the field. Other research has found that individuals working in the other illegal underground economies, such as drug dealing, sometimes move into the facilitation of underground sex markets. This guy's being way too kind in his words. But anyway, recruitment is the most important component of any pimp's business model. Pimps appeal to individuals' emotional dependencies and economic needs through finesse pimping. That's what we call boyfriend pimping. The study found that different forms of coercion and fraud, sometimes independent and even free of physical violence, are used by PIMS to recruit and control the the employees. And so um, the forms of coercion and fraud include feigning romantic interest, emphasizing mutual dependence between PIMP and employee, discouraging women from having sex for free, 
promising material conference and establishing a reputation as a good pen. So that gives you some idea. I'm not sure I buy into all of that. It seemed a little pretty to me <laughs> because I live and breathe in this world and it ain't pretty. Okay, so we had talked about Lawrence Gunn last show, and I want to just kind of reiterate that because I want to move from a minute from gorilla pimping male and female to gang pimping. Because one of the things that we often hear about is let's go after the demand side of this. Well, hey, you got my vote. No demand, no need to sell it, you know, that kind of thing. However, this has been going on for years and years, hundreds and thousands of years, uh, even in the time of the Bible. And so, uh, you know, the the other thing is that, that that lumps all sex buying in one category, thinking that will take care of it. That is not necessarily true. Gang pimping is a bit different. Uh, gang, You can have an overlap. You'll often have a gang member who's a boyfriend pimp, and they will do the recruiting, and then they will trade them off to a gang member who's a gorilla pimp. In other words, just controls by drugs and violence. But they often will uh, sell them into other gangs. They buy, sell, and trade these girls oftentimes back and forth. And so, you know, you might be able to do an education program to talk to the John on the street about don't buy sex. But you also have a category of sex buyer that is in gangs that they are not going to listen to your education program. This is a gang mentality. And Lawrence Gunn was one of those guys. He's from our area. It's one of our guys' cases. I work for the Riverside County Anti-Human Trafficking Task Force. Amazing men and women. Amazing. And they go after some of the nastiest folks you ever met. (laughs) Anyway, um, so Lawrence Gunn was out of Riverside. This headline, multi-states, Riverside, multi-state sex trafficking ring undercovers, uncovers, golly, I can't talk this morning, Riverside, multi-state sex trafficking ring uncovers 20 victims, many juveniles. Many of these kids were 15 to 17 years old, and he was absolutely brutal. And I think I talked about him in the last show. This was uh, the RCAT case that where I worked, the task force case. But what he was doing, I mean, he tattooed them with his brand name right down the sides of their faces. But he was extremely violent. He banged their head against the wall. He raped them with guns. He did all kinds of things. He smashed their heads in the in the walls. He uh, beat them in the worst ways. Uh, he would rape them. He would violate them and like that. But they were sold to other gang members. And that's what I want you to see is that that all these people don't look like uh, what you see in Hollywood with your fur coats and your and your chains. This gets absolutely brutal and nasty. There is nothing glorified about this. Once your life goes down that route, your life will never be the same if you're one of their victims. This is not pretty woman out on Hollywood Boulevard, you know, in uh, looking like uh, Julia Roberts. It is not like that. You are drugged. You are beaten. You are raped. You are burned with, with a hot iron. You're burned with curling irons. You're burned with cigarettes. You are uh, choked often. You are tied up. You are spit on. You are you know, uh, defecated on. Uh, I mean, this is less than human. And this is why we do what we do is, first of all, I want the public, I know I'm not beating any, beating around the bush here. 
I want the public to understand this is not what you see on TV. This is inhumane activity. So that is gang pimping. Now, there's something called CEO pimping that I want to address a little bit here. Uh, You know, pimping is pimping. I I don't like to elevate it with a word like CEO, but uh, some people who have been victims of CEO pimping um, call it that, so I'll, I'll, you know, I think it's only fair that we identify it as what it, as it's coming from the survivor's mouth. Um, these are cases where it looks like a real relationship. You may actually apply for a job, maybe a modeling job, or you may agree to dance at a bar and be a stripper or be a B girl or something like that. Uh, you may think that yeah, more important that it can be more upscale where you think that you're going to truly be a model. Uh, you may actually make some videos and they show you the videos and they look good and they're upscale and they make you think that that you're going to go off and be successful somewhere. And, uh, you know, it looks like a job interview. It may contain another woman in there. When you complete those job applications, they have all your information and then the next thing you know, you know, they're, they're trying to talk you into taking your clothes off so you're more comfortable in your modeling job. Uh, you know, and, and uh, you know, when you see all the ads that are out there, hell, look at that Carl's Jr. ad. I, you know, she's barely dressed eating a hamburger and having ketchup go down to her navel. And it's, you know, so you naturally accept that it's that it's okay, that it's classy, that it's art, that it isn't what it is. But very quickly they begin, first of all, they'll tell you, I know everything about you, and I'm going to get your little sister in this, or your little brother in this, or I'm going to harm your family, or I'm going to expose you to them, and they're going to see what you're really like, and the next thing you know, you're going from, you know, modeling to maybe swinging on a pole somewhere to maybe having sex in the parking lot of some club. And that's how it all begins. And that's called a CEO pimp because it looks like somebody that you've got a real life job for. I, uh, there's a famous case out of uh, Seattle. If you get a chance to read her book, I think the book is called Natasha. And her name was Natasha. And beautiful girl in a regular home, fine, fine family. And uh, she thought she was going to be a makeup artist and got absolutely tricked and sold and taken all over the United States. And, you know, once you're broken like that, it's hard to ask for help. She ended up back in New York before they found her. And, uh, you know, she absolutely thought this was going to be a legitimate job. So you do have to watch out for that kind of thing. And it's called CEO pin. By the way, I wanted to give you another variation of gang pimping I uh, heard from a survivor a while back at her on another radio show that I had. This was a lady who uh, was uh, 29 years old and her husband died. And uh, she invited a girl who lived down the street to move in with her because she needed to split the the rent and she thought it would be good to have a friend with her she did not know that that girlfriend was part of a gang and very shortly the girls moving all of her friends in and they took over her entire life her bank account her activity they began to drug her you know they began to put her out there they took over her home and literally made her a prisoner in her own home and began to put her into commercial sex a woman who never ever 
ever would have thought that this could happen to her ended up doing that just by simply moving a girl in down the street who happened to belong to a gang who was a bottom girl, a recruiter for a gang, and moved in with her and took over her life. So what I hope you're starting to understand is this takes on many, many forms. And so you have to be careful when you're looking at it because you may not realize that the that the situation you're looking at is truly a pimping situation. Well, folks, we're already up against that break, so stay with us. We're going to be right back. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Seduced, The Grooming of America's Teenagers is the most important book a parent will read this year. Human trafficking is one of the fastest growing crimes in America. Three out of four victims are U.S. citizens. Most are our young people who have been lured into prostitution by a boyfriend or girlfriend or hook up with a newfound love on the Internet. Sometimes they are victims of blackmail as a result of sending a revealing photo. Sometimes it's catastrophic. Opal Singleton, president of Million Kids, has written a powerful book for parents educators, civic leaders, and first responders about how predators use social media, apps, chat rooms, video games, and the dark web to access, groom, recruit, and exploit young people. It is truly a must-read for every parent, grandparent, and teacher in America. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers will help you understand how technology makes an innocent teen vulnerable to predators and how to talk to teens to keep them safe. Priced at $15.99 plus $4 shipping, Seduced can be ordered at millionkids.org. Share this with everyone you know. Psych Up Live with host Dr. Suzanne Phillips is an insider's glimpse at a life from a psychological perspective. It's a look at what matters to us. Why do we laugh? How do we cope with stress? Are men and women really that different? What is it about our relationships? How are they formed? How they work out? And why they sometimes don't? Every week is something new to engage you. Psych Up Live is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll turn up your perspective on life. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com listening to exploited crimes against humanity if you have a question or comment please send an email to opal at millionkids.org that's o-p-a-l at millionkids.org now back to exploited crimes against humanity here again is opal singleton Hello and welcome back to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. We are talking about a very hard subject right here at Christmas time. What's wrong with me? But it occurred to me that there's a lot of misinformation out there and I wanted to do something about it. So here we are. Uh, Maybe it's Easter by the time you hear this show. Who knows? (laughs) But we'll get it in the can here. So we've talked about boyfriend pimping, gorilla pimping. Gorilla pimping female, gorilla pimping male. We've talked about gang pimping and CEO pimping. 
Now I want to talk about family pimping. This is tough, you know. This is hard to believe that this could actually happen in America. My background is with Rafa House. I I uh, spent quite a bit of time going to Cambodia in the past and um, and working over there for Rafa House and like that. And uh, it happens in Southeast Asia where people sell their kids uh, or they say they don't realize what they're doing or like that, but they end up doing it. But I was not expecting it here in the United States, but it is a lot more prevalent in the United States than any of us realize. And since this show is really for first responders and social workers and people who are out there in the business of uh, combating trafficking, I really want you to be aware of it. We had a case right here in Riverside County, for those of you overseas. I uh, live about 60 miles east of L.A. in Southern California, east of Los Angeles, in Southern California. And uh, we had a case out here in a small town. And uh, the the lady's name was Atwana Muhammad, and she lived with her boyfriend, Charles Smith. And what would happen is that they were uh, dealing in drugs, and also she was a drug addict. And this is not uncommon to find in schools, and I trained school teachers and counselors and uh, CWAs, uh, Child Welfare Attendance Officers, that's a truancy officer for the rest of you outside of California. Anyway, uh, and I trained them to watch for this, because if you have a mother who is on drugs, it is very possible that you're going to have a child that is either traded or uh, pimped out by a mother or a father. In this case, it was a mother and her boyfriend, and uh, they uh, literally have been pimping out their 17-year-old daughter since she was 15. Our group came upon this case because they had a 14-year-old daughter, and we did some reverse sting work and uh, said, this one kid looks awfully young, and we began to go back and find out the case and do some undercover. And it turned out that her mother was starting to sell her and preparing to sell the 11-year-old. So here's a mother who had been selling the 17-year-old for two years, uh, starting to sell the 14-year-old and getting the 11-year-old there. She was living with a boyfriend, and they would advertise them online. And, and this is one of the downsides of Backpage being gone, by the way. You know, for those of you that don't know, Backpage was a series and Roebuck of sex ads, and we could go to one side and, and kind of track where everybody was at. And, you know, if we had kids missing, then we could see where they were going and where they been advertised, and we could use their ads for convicting them. But that has been taken down, and it's been replaced by th- hundreds of really trashy little sites. Um, so it's difficult to get any kind of volume all aggregated together to find these kids, number one. And number two is that these sites now are offshore, so they're highly, highly pornographic and uh, very difficult. I used to go on Backpage and never really had a problem because it wasn't all that bad. But I don't like going on pornographic sites where they're engaging in the actual sex ad and act and like that. Anyway, uh, this was how this case was found was this girl was being advertised on there, and our team did great undercover work and found them. Now, I want to talk about male pimping a little bit, because not enough effort is being done by that. There's a difference between LBGT pimping and and male heterosexual pimping, for what it's worth. 
uh, pimps, uh, males usually do not have uh, pimps. They have sugar daddies and chicken hawks. It's kind of about uh, couch surfing. In other words, men will find a young man who needs a place to live. Uh, or maybe he's homeless, or maybe his home life has deteriorated, and he will begin to seduce him by promising him things, a place to live, uh, that he'll be taken care of, that he'll have, you know, an iPad or an iPhone or whatever. And uh, then they, they go into it believing that this is going to be a true relationship. Keep in mind, All the same dynamics are at play here that there is in regular pimping. Here is a young male who probably doesn't have a strong male role model that he can count on. Somebody that has always been there for him. More likely than not, he has been thrown out or his mother's on meth or his dad isn't in the picture and he's extremely vulnerable. And that is what they do is they will prey on these kids. This is the case of Martin Croft. Uh, he would um, he would recruit young boys. In this case, it was a young boy from L.A. area. I can't remember how young the boy was, but I think he was 15 or 16. Uh, he would threaten to throw the teen out on the street or have him jailed, according to the arrest warrant. The older man would give the boy meth, the teen told him, and then force him to have sex hacks with everybody as a house guest. The teen told investigators he went so far as to not bathe for a few days so he'd smell bad in hopes of Martin Croft would not want to be with him sexually. Uh, the predators, police, and activists say are known as sugar daddies. The flip side is you'll typically end up being sexually exploited. My client, as far as he knew, was dealing with an adult. Now, this is what the attorney said for Martin Croft. This is bull, okay? I don't remember how young this guy is, but I think he's 16. You know when a kid is 16 and not 19. You know that, trust me. So this is an attorney trying to do his job by throwing mud against a wall to see what might stick. Uh, the attorney saying, as far as I'm concerned, this case is being prosecuted based on his lifestyle and nothing more. In other words, he's trying to make it into the fact that this guy was having homosexual relationships with this boy. And so it's a public image thing. It's a uh, public attitude thing that uh, and like that. But, you know, that is totally throwing mud against a wall in a legal case. Uh, The perpetration of this type seek out vulnerable kids and lure them in with promises of help. Drugs are often involved and sometimes even physical pattern. The dark pattern has stepped up in the public eye and now more and more it's becoming uh, obvious here. He said that he told one of his team victims uh, that he finds young boys to bring back to the house and that he calls his efforts hunting. So this creep knows exactly what he's doing. New arrivals would earn housing and food through sex. So he had a reward system. You have so much sex, you get a place to sleep. You get so much sex, you have something to eat. That is pimping. That is literally taking advantage of another person. Uh, I think the whole uh, community is uh, sees it as very hidden, and they don't realize that this is going on. There tends to be a lot of attention on uh, trafficking of girls, but when we talk about young boys, it tends to look a little bit different. And so, really, I think that this is absolutely true. He said he's seeing boys, some of them underage, being offered and accepting $100 to 
uh, appear in a pornography video. And that is really, really true. There isn't a man for boys. We don't just talk about it as a community. We don't like talking about it. And I, I will go along with that. You know, I always, whenever I can, include at least a couple of articles about um, males as victims in my talk because while it is not as common as females, we cannot pretend this is not happening. These guys are as much a victim as a girl. They are lured in. They are vulnerable, especially a young guy who's 12, 13, 14, 15, really doesn't have a strong home life, doesn't have a male role model, and doesn't know what to do. There's another article here that I want to share with you. LGBT survivors of human trafficking share their stories to shed light on a brutal practice. There is a huge industry going on in the LGBT industry. Uh, world. And we need LBGT leaders to help fight sexual exploitation of gay girls and gay guys. I am not one, but I understand that exploitation is exploitation, regardless of your sexual preferences. I was invited to speak at the True Evolution about a couple of years ago, and I very much valued that. I told them when they called me, I said, you see me, I'm like this old straight woman, you know, But they said, you know what, we know you and you will research it. Oh, my gosh, my eyes were so opened at how vulnerable they are, you know, especially if they get thrown out. You know, parents, if you're listening to this and you have a young person that's come out in your life, don't throw them out on the street. They literally are raw meat for animals out there. They're hiding. They will be raped and sodomized over and over and over as they're fighting for their lives. You know, help them. If, you, if you're uncomfortable with it, all of you get counseling and work through it. But do not allow your child to be prey for these predators. Uh, Literally, they are advertised on Grinder. There are pimps that prey on these people. Uh, I was sexually and physically abused when I was very young. The perpetrators were family members, so the press protection aspect was little. I just didn't exist. I felt like I'd made a mistake. I was initially too scared to run to the streets. So at 11 years old, I started sniffing gasoline in the garage as a way to escape reality. And this is an article put out here by LBGT survivors of human trafficking to share their stories. And it's a link on our site. And if you're interested in this, I want you to understand this is not gender specific. This is violation. And it is violation of the worst kind. Because one more time, one party has to be vulnerable in order to be engaged in a sex act. And so they prey on these kids who are struggling with their identity, who are struggling for acceptance, who are struggling to be included to, and struggling to just have what so many of us have every day and we take advantage or take it for granted, and that is a home where people who value and love us. And once they get out there, they are extremely, they are extremely violated. So literally what I want you to understand is pimping can include the LBGT community. It usually takes place in the case of male victims on Grindr, G-R-I-N-D-R, or Rent Boy or Romeo Boy. Those are the three top ones. I read somewhere that there was as many as uh, 
of 500,000 people on Rent Boy at any given time. Holy cow. Well, my name is Opal Singleton, and this show is Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. We come to you every Thursday morning at 7 a.m. in Southern California, and all the shows are archived at exploitedcrimes.com. Go to there, go to listen, go all the way down for the latest shows. Hey, we're up against that break, so stay with us, and we are going to close out by talking about foreign national pimping. Be right back. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Seduced, The Grooming of America's Teenagers is the most important book a parent will read this year. Human trafficking is one of the fastest growing crimes in America. Three out of four victims are U.S. citizens. Most are our young people who have been lured into prostitution by a boyfriend or girlfriend or hook up with a newfound love on the Internet. Sometimes they are victims of blackmail as a result of sending a revealing photo. Sometimes it's catastrophic. Opal Singleton, president of Million Kids, has written a powerful book for parents educators, civic leaders, and first responders about how predators use social media, apps, chat rooms, video games, and the dark web to access, groom, recruit, and exploit young people. It is truly a must-read for every parent, grandparent, and teacher in America. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers will help you understand how technology makes an innocent teen vulnerable to predators and how to talk to teens to keep them safe. Priced at $15.99 plus $4 shipping, Seduced can be ordered at millionkids.org. Share this with everyone you know. This is Opal Singleton, host of Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. Did you know that every day in America, more than 9,000 kids are sextorted? That means blackmail with an illicit or naked photo. This does not have to happen. Million Kids has been educating in schools for over eight years now. And it is my dream to make a documentary that we can give to free to every school in America across the nation to educate our kids about how the Internet works and where a naked photo goes when you hit sin. But we need matching funding on this. So if you have it in your heart today to support us in this documentary, please go to GoFundMe Million Kids. That is GoFundMe Million Kids and donate today. We can make this world a safer place for your kids and our kids. GoFundMe Million Kids. Thank you for your support. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are listening to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. If you have a question or comment, please send an email to opal at millionkids.org. That's O-P-A-L at millionkids.org. Now, back to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. Here again is Opal Singleton. 
Well, hello and welcome back to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. I'm closing off here with a little LBGT, more information, and some migrant uh, foreign national pimping because I want to make sure everybody understands it. I was looking at this article I was referring to here, uh, LBG, LGBT uh, survivors of human trafficking share their stories to shed light on brutal practice. And it refers to a guy by the name of... Uh, this is February 26, 2015, by the name of Nathan Earl. You may want to uh, Google him. Uh, he uh, is a person that's led an organization on this, and so I can't find the name of his organization. But he was saying that how he was a victim over and over and over there. He said, uh, literally, I was homeless, subjected to brutal violence on the street. My body was dumped in Sarasota out along the tree line by the airport after... I was out hustling one night. You couldn't even recognize my face. I woke up with no shirt, pants undone. There were several instances like that. Ultimately, he got out of the life, and he now is an advocate. And um, But he worked with the Department of Justice, and they did a research study that got my attention. These numbers seem skewed to me, but maybe that's just because I'm so biased because all I work with right now is all of our cases are female. Uh, victims, but I know better, and I know that more needs to be done. He said the DOJ published three studies, one in New York, one was North American General, and one was Florida-based. All of these three stated that depending on the region, anywhere from 30 to 50 percent of sex trafficking kids are males. Now, that seems extremely high to me. We have not had any male victims here in our county. That doesn't mean we're not looking for them or won't work with them. You know, we absolutely are looking for them. So that just seems awfully high to me, but it is important. There is one more resource I wanted to bring up. It's a little bit old. It's about four years old, Love 146, a report authored by Timothy Bastido, The Commercial Sexual Exploitation of Male Minors in the United States, a Snapshot with Strategic Implications for Prevention Education. So what I want to share with you here is, again, what I want to do is change the prism of your thinking, that's P-R-I-S-M, prism of your thinking about pimping. So where we're at here, I want to just briefly cover uh, foreign national pimping because it is happening. Now, I covered a whole uh, case of this uh, in foreign national pimp, uh, foreign national trafficking, and so you'll see it, but I just want to bring it to your attention. This headline, Sex Trafficking Victim Said Captors Forced Her to Have Sex with 120 Men a Week, article by Mary Chastain. Uh, in 2017, this is a, a group out of Florida, Miguel Mara Diego and Mrs. Mara Diego. They were recruiting young victims in from their 20s from Puerto Rico. And the men also used women from Costa Rica, Colombia, and Dominican Republic. They would bring them to Florida, and they are pimps, you know, literally, even though they are being brought in as foreign nationals. And this is happening, by the way, to uh, to unaccompanied minors, it happens to people brought in from Mexico on a regular basis. We call it foreign national trafficking. I did a whole show on it. One woman told investigators that the woman would be flown into Fort Lauderdale from Puerto Rico and picked up at a train station in Lake Worth under the Interstate 95 overpass. The report doesn't say the ages. They worked at brothels. 
ran by Mara Diego and the family until she became pregnant. They took over the family business and to their native, um, they were selling these women, deported his brother to the native Honduras on prostitution charges. So they're from Honduras. They were up here. They uh, set up a, a brothel and they imported foreign national people. You can say whatever you want to say, but these people are pimps, okay? They are, yes, they're recruiting foreign. Yes, they're bringing them in. Yes, they're foreign nationals, but they are pimps because they send women down to these third world countries or off to Mexico or off to Dominican Republic, and they say, we can get your daughter a job at a restaurant, and they bring her up here. They put her in a brothel, and these people were having sex with as many as 120 victims a week. That is called pimping, and what I hope I have accomplished here in the last two weeks, this week and last week, is to kind of open your mind to how this all takes place. This is not the glorified thing you see on Hollywood. This is young people who are vulnerable, who are being taken advantage of and are being brutally violated and sold and betrayed in the worst possible way. They are drugged, their will is taken away from them, and they are being violated over and over and over, and pimping is not pretty. So I want to close out now with just going back to the GoFundMe program. If you're still with me at the end of this program, I hope that you'll pray about putting this in your heart. We are seriously wanting to make this documentary that we can put out to schools. We know the way kids get lured in is they get lured in on the Internet, whether it's gangs, whether it's foreign nationals, or whether it's some boyfriend. They meet a kid on the Internet. The kid gets a fantasy relationship. That's what the book Seduced is all about. And then they began to engage with them and trust them and become vulnerable to them and start to share their minds, their hearts, their souls, and ultimately their body with them. And they get greatly violated. Folks, if you can go to GoFundMe and find million kids, even if you just give us $10, it'd help. We want to make this documentary. I want to get it into schools all across America because the minute you engage with a stranger or you send a photo in that sextortion process, you are starting to walk down the super highway of sexual exploitation. And this can be stopped. It absolutely is not necessary to do this. I have had hundreds, maybe thousands of kids have told me, oh my God, I, know, I never understood how the internet was made. I never understood what happened if I sent my photo. I never understood how pedophiles formed whole groups and tricked us. I never understood it. They get this whole idea of catfishing, but they don't get the connection between catfishing and sexual exploitation. And that's what we need to share with our kids. In order to do that, I need money. And I don't have enough to do this myself. We've got matching funds. So if you will go to GoFundMe and donate or go directly to millionkids.org and donate. And if you want to send a check, you can do that at Million Kids, P.O. Box 7295, 
Riverside, California, 92513. And that address is at millionkids.org or at Facebook, Million Kids. Folks, we can't do this work without you. This is hard work. I don't care how you put it, you know. Do it. Looking at this is a very tough thing. I hope you'll take some time out this week and uh, enjoy the holidays with your family. Put your arms around your kids and let them know how important they are to them. You know, it's really about being available and vulnerable. Let your kids know just how important they are to you and that you would turn heaven and hell to to be there for them. My name is Opal Singleton. The show is called Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. I hope you have a great holiday period, and we'll see you next week. Thank you for tuning in this week to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. Please join your host, Opal Singleton, for another edition next Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll have another important discussion next week. We'll be right back. 